0: It's Monday, February 13th, and everybody should punch me because I miss Scott's birthday. We have Joy B. Moore from Joy Bell Sweet Potato Pies on today, and so much ice cream. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia.
1: Welcome to Eat at Virginia, your number one podcast source for food news and interviews with the people who make Virginia restaurants great. Follow us on social media at Eat at Virginia, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. My name is Scott Wise, and I am joined, as always, by my friend, my friend, my former friend, Roby Martin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what up, old man?
1: Did you forget my birthday, Roby? Yeah.
0: Uh, so I don't know if I necessarily forgot but i just seen you and it didn't register. So happy birthday. Thank happy, happy much. birthday.
1: We're going to get into well, birthday details a little later on my best, in the best bite segment after our interview with the incomparable Joy B. Moore.
0: She's going to sign my pie.
1: <laughs> Joy uh, owns Joy Bell pies. And uh, Ruby is a, now a fangirl of Joy B. Moore. If she wasn't before, which I think she was, uh, she is definitely a fangirl then.
0: Um, she's just full, I mean, I hate to say it, but she's just full of so much joy. Like she's just super energetic. She was dancing around the hatch kitchen. I mean, it's just a pretty, it's a really cool interview. And not only that, she's had a lot, a lot of life.
1: She, she has, and she's not afraid to share her story with us. So hopefully you guys will stick around and listen to that a little behind the scenes of this interview. We love Joy very much. She's very busy.
0: And, and we've and, only been doing this for five years. So it's, it's, it's Scott. It's yeah. always Scott. We had
1: a little communication <laughs> breakdown with Joy and, um, you know, we had scheduled something, but we hadn't like confirmed it, like in concrete and stone. So like, Ten minutes before we sat down for this interview, Roby texted me. Joy's ready to go. She's ready to go. So I'm like at work. Roby's at work. We're racing around trying to get our things together. Uh, I'm Joy like, is go, at it's work. go
0: time. We got to do it. It's go time.
1: Joy is at work. And, and in the middle of the interview, I think her, her we're all on Zoom for this particular interview and her Wi-Fi goes out. And so she moves to her car to get better signal. And she's like,
0: and it's warm right now, so she's pouring. Sweat. She's like
1: sweating in her car. She almost passes out. So the audio is good, not great, but the audio was good. So forgive us for that. Do uh, not Robey.
0: add us about it. Do not do not, do not yeah, send us not messages. Us. If you are going to review us over at Apple or wherever you go to review your podcast, or you want to send us a message at Eda Virginia on Instagram, please please send us a message about how good the pies are, not how the sound is.
1: Pop quiz, Roby. Pop quiz. How good are you at U.S. history?
0: Pretty freaking sucky.
1: Oh, no. All right. Well, then hopefully this isn't too difficult for you. What historic event happened four years ago today?
0: Four years ago today?
1: That's right. Historic event four years ago today. Um, I got no idea. I can't even.
0: Is it historical or is it historical between the po- with the podcast?
1: Well, isn't it one and the same?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is it one in the same?
1: Four years ago today, you and I sat down for our very first podcast.
0: Today? Today? That's awesome.
1: What are your memories of that day? Do you have any?
0: I think we had Chris Staples and Mike Lindsay. That's right. Now, Chris Staples is opening his own spot in the Southside Sidecar, which is kind of cool. And That's Mike right, Lindsay's awesome. getting ready to open his eighth restaurant. It's amazing. Crazy, I mean, he's just shelling out two per year. That guy, that's awesome. uh What else do I remember? It was hot in that studio. <laughs> I remember too. What do you remember?
1: It was a Saturday. I remember it was a Saturday.
0: Yep, we and were working on off days. Yep,
1: we were working on our off days, and was supposed to. I, we scheduled it on Saturday because I wasn't sure how much time it was going to take, and I didn't want. My act our actual jobs to get into the way of our podcast recording, and wow, it, it just <laughs> so happened worked
0: out for us <laughs> it just so happened
1: that that was the day that uh Governor Northern had his blackface press conference, if you recall <laughs> yes, so I, I was That's running. Not
0: funny that is not funny it
1: is That's not funny, right? but it's just it just is ironic that it bit me in the butt that I was trying not to have a big news day on a Saturday, and of course, I was running back and forth, sweating through my shirt, trying to interview michael Lindsay in in one one room and then racing to the newsroom to cover the actual news of the day. So,
0: Oh yeah. You left me a couple of times yeah. just to, I feel sorry for whoever listened to that first couple those first couple of podcasts, Because I'm just over there just jawing <laughs> with my Lindsay. And Chris
1: it took me. us a little while to find our groove, but I'm glad we finally found it. And I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm a little more comfortable these days in front of the microphone.
0: Well, I'll tell you this. It's really interesting. Last night I was out. And the bartender stopped me and said, I just listened to your podcast for the first time and I love it.
1: Oh, that's so nice. Mm -hmm.
0: I was like, do you know that it's me? And he said, yes, I actually do. He said, I heard your voice. I know that's your voice. And I was looking for Bar West some information and you guys
1: came up. That is so beautiful to hear. Mm -hmm. Love it. Pretty cool. (laughs) Speaking of things that are beautiful to hear, let's get to our interview with Joy B. Moore, the sweetest pie baker. (laughs)
0: She's the sweetest side of the Mississippi. Is that what you're going to say? All right, we'll take it. Very cool. And you are sixth generation pies,
2: sixth generation baking. Yes. I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm honored to be, I'm honored to even be able to um be able to say that. Yes, and that um, the recipes have stayed intact down six generations and that the family enjoys eating them and um so yeah, we're the sixth generation to bake these um recipes but the first generation to turn those traditions into a business.
0: So it, being sixth generation, I'm assuming you learned from your mother, who learned from her mother. Um, how does that start? Like, when do you look towards your grandmother or your mother and say, "It's my turn to learn pies"? Are you just immersed in it?
2: Oh no, there's there's um, there, there's not those those type of conversations don't take place. It is what it is and the women are in the kitchen and the women are cooking and the boys are outside playing in the dirt the girls too you know but once the women get in the kitchen there's music um fellowship laughter um you know even squabbles depending on you know the day of the week and it was um my sister and i would sit in the kitchen and we would okay so first of all you you can be seen but don't be heard OK, <laughs> so don't don't be in grown folk business or that is your quickest exit out of the kitchen. So we minded our business. Right. As we listen to them talk and we and my sister and I played amongst ourselves, we get to uh, stir batters or shake ingredients and, you know, those type of things. Taste testers. Oh, we will. We love being the taste testers here, you know, with a spoon. So you could most times, if the women were cooking, you could find my sister, myself, and my other uh, female cousins in the kitchen, listening and giggling at them, listening to them talk, tasting. We had tasting spoons, so we always had spoons on our table. So I would just say it was just kind of, just kind of is. And then, like, my daughter, you know, she had to help in the kitchen. (laughs) So... Yeah. And then once you get of a certain age, you're required to be.
0: You don't get any choices. You yes, don't have yes. to do it.
2: <laughs> so thank goodness. and We used to be. Oh, my God. Uh, now, look, we are outside. We're playing in the dirt, making mud pies and doing what we do, because we used to make the uh, mud pies out of the North Carolina red clay dirt and we ate them along with sour grass and some other things that we collected (laughs) throughout the community so we'd be in the middle of uh, my sister and i would be in the middle of making our uh, red cake clay pies and you can hear and my sister's um uh uh, family nickname is uh and they go and we're like oh that meant because we had to stop doing what we were doing play cooking to go help cook for real, so yeah, <laughs> I love it.
0: I love it so much. That's um, I I bet you there's no recipes either. Um, what do you mean? Um, like nobody writes anything down. You know, you know I what do. you were doing. Be- well, you do, but I not do probably not before that. There not before nothing.
2: that, no. And if you, if you, not nah, and um, if you um. <laughs> Had any say when we were at the beginning stages of being outside the house and cooking without the luxury of a mother being in the room, right? Um, then you just pick up the phone, <clears throat> hey, grandma, hey, mom, you know. Um, and I did have the pleasure of knowing my second great grandmother, Nanny Mae Milton, she raised us for at least all the way up until I was at least age three, I remember living at my grandma and nanny's house and they had a farm. They had animals. They had a garden. We went and picked, you know, we went out and picked the vegetables for the day for the dinner. Right. You know what I'm saying? There was no grocery shopping and she had chickens. And if there was chicken on the meal that day, we got to be the chicken wrestlers, hunty. And you <laughs> tell us nothing, all right? And so, Granny, because we always was outside doing something, right? And so, we come running because we know she's over. You know, it's time to see what Granny's doing for the morning, right? And so, she's uh, I need you to herd the chickens. Come on. We running. We chasing them. And we get them till they run right past my grandmother, Granny. We call her Granny. And she reached down with the grace and the swoop of any skilled athlete and just would go Whoop. the chicken would be up she's twirling it around over her head pop down the axe seems to come from nowhere smack up the head is gone and then the chicken's running around of course with no head right? because that's what they do right? at first that was traumatizing but then it was, just came part of the process and then she'd take them, hang them up That would do what it do. She processed everything from she made on butter, (laughs) home buttermilk, you know, all that kind of stuff. So
1: where was um, all this happening, Joy? What part of the country were you in?
2: Goldsboro, North Carolina. And really, she was in Dudley, the little county outside of it. Um, And then, you know, of course, the kids moved into Goldsboro, which is like
1: 20 minutes away. Is that Eastern North Carolina or Western North Carolina?
2: I believe it's Eastern. Don't get me telling geological lies of a I would
1: never, I would never, I would never <laughs> ask you to tell me a lot. So I
2: wouldn't know where it was either. <laughs> my story,
1: my story with you, Joy, is, is, you know, I work in, in the news and I work on social media and like one day your face just pops up on my social media feed and I'm like, who is this woman? I need to know her story. She looks so, pardon the pun, joyful. She looks so happy. Like what is her story? Let's go back to, to Goldsboro, North Carolina. You said you grew up with your great grandmother?
2: Um uh, my second great my mother was there. We lived who lived with her mother which is my grandmother, right? And um my mother um was undiagnosed with mental illness that the family just due to cultural reasons just was not aware of. They just you know how you everyone thinks they have that someone in their family. Uh, Little Tink Tink just can't act right. You know, nobody knows why. You know, Little Tink Tink probably needs a little, you know, mental support, mental health support, you know. So um, that's uh, how I view the situation of myself growing up. And um, so at some point we ended up living with my second great grandmother, which is Nanny Mae Milt.
1: And did you have brothers and sisters with you in the house?
2: Um, my sister, come say, come around here and say hello to the people. We're in the kitchen working. I see. My sister, my sister Cassandra. Hello. Also, sixth generation Hi. baker. We were there, and we had a younger brother who has passed. <laughs> She's like, I'm going okay. back to work. <laughs> a younger brother who has passed, uh, who was also in the house. We all have uh, different fathers, um, so we were at home with my mother's mother, so my grandmother. <clears throat>
1: So was it was it pretty early on in your childhood that that you guys as a family realized that perhaps living with a grandmother would be the best for, for, for the kids?
2: You know, I was so young, I really can't, you know, say what the conversation or the mindset was uh, of how everything went out. I only like I wrote my personal memoir, Hopefully Beautiful. And that's where I just share my uh point of view of me growing up. Um but everyone knew something was wrong and we knew mom could be on the violent side. We know and we now know she had schizophrenia. We just did not know that, especially us as children. And then, you know, our culture, especially back then, was not having conversations around mental health, wellness, because somehow it's a direct reflection of the parent or the person, which has that, you know, which in which we know. And um, yeah, so. But um, at some point um, through, um, I know my mom had some issues going on and her and my grandmother, her mother would like clash, right? So Mm -hmm. I think at some point, you know, I'm leaving, you know, could have happened, right? I'm still not sure. All I know is that we were living without my granny at some point, and we loved it. And we'd go back and forth between granny's house and grandmama's house, Um, Say safe space. We went back and forth between those two areas and lived our little bitty lives. I mean, we left North Carolina when I was five. So all of this happened age five and under. Um, So we ended up staying with granny. And like I said, granny, we got to see firsthand what um, living off of your own land look like so um and like we uh would help her pick the um vegetables and things from our gardens and then we end up taking a break and uh we sit up under her big uh pecan tree i know folks say pecan Ugh. pecan tree and um she would have uh, she kept salt and pepper shakers in her um apron at all times all right she granny had her salt and pepper shakers, and so we would take breaks and sit up under that tree with her, and we would eat fresh tomatoes mm-hmm. and vegetables, cucumbers, and things like that out of the garden with the salt and pepper shaker she'd pull out and <laughs> on everything. And then afterwards, we'd crack pecans and eat those as uh, like a dessert or, you know, treat afterwards. So, yeah.
1: What do you think? And I want to hear your whole story from age five to to today, but what do you think they would what would be going through their minds right now if they knew that what you're making here in Richmond, Virginia is now being sold in stores you know Nationally. all over all over the place?
2: um I know they are proud of us uh, we are walking talking manifestations of all of their prayers heard or the and the sign of prayers heard before us. so I know they're proud. And um, they look at you, and they what's their favorite thing? Saying, "Don't embarrass your mother." Don't embarrass embarrass your Mm -hmm. mother. So I'm sure they they're they're proud, and they constantly I constantly hear them saying, "Don't embarrass your mother." That's
0: right. So I love love both of you guys. I can hear her in the background. I love I love it. I think it's. it's it's so you're right Scott it's joyful that's all there is to it
2: this is amazing
0: so after five where did you move is that when you had to Texas
2: yes we moved to Dallas Texas yes um and um you know we lived in on the sunny side now let's get it straight you know sunny side of South Dallas all right where the sun is Always shining. <laughs> that 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 was that was what the cake was the KKVA? K-K-D-A. 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 KKDA Grand Prairie. Grand um, and uh the radio station announced it every morning where the sun is always shining <laughs> on the sunny side of South Dallas. K-K-D-A.
1: <laughs> Why did you guys uh, move to Texas?
2: Uh, my mom met her um her second husband. Um Um, husband and um, he was in the military stationed at Seymour Johnson Air Force Base and which is in Goldsboro uh, North Carolina and they met um, and um, got married and she followed him back to Dallas, Texas Uh, we lived um, for a while with his mother before we moved out and got our own place Um, that didn't work out he um, was an um, alcoholic and uh, so his alcoholism mixed with mom's mental health issue was not a good combination. So at um, at the volatile time frame, you know, uh, my, my youngest brother was a, a result of that marriage. Um, and then you know, our mom moved on, married another man who ended up being our um, uh, uh, a pedophile. And so my sister and myself were um, molested. So we had molestation going on with him. And then we had physical um, and uh, emotional abuse happening from my mother with her sickness. So um, all of that just became so much that I ended up running away at age 14 um, and was homeless from age 14 to age 17. Um, lived in abandoned houses um ate out of dumpsters um uh, my fresh meals were breakfasts and lunch at school and then had a snack after school at the uh, YMCA in South Dallas and <clears throat> um I really was not I still went to school every day. <laughs> I graduated on time, right um and I think it was a great credit to Um, a lady named Miss Tina at the YMCA in South Dallas. Thanks to her, me wanting to come in there to get the, the, the snack every day. It was a safe place, fun after you got your homework done. (laughs) And with her staying on top of me with my homework, it, it just afforded me the opportunity to graduate on time and put me in a better position to thrive where I could have been a statistic. Um, and, um, From there, I went back to my hometown in Goldsboro, North Carolina, visiting for a summer and met my husband, who was in the military at Seymour Johnson Air Force Base. (laughs) And we, in that 38 years later, three kids later, three grandchildren later, um, we're still together. He's the COO of Joy Bells, um, Eric Moore. um, Shout out, boo boo. And my family, um, my sister, uh, come on, run up to the camera one more time. One more time. Don't look like that. Get over here, girl. I'm looking one I'm more looking. time. And my my sister, uh Cassandra Wheeler, uh started out as my director of production, um, and has now moved into communications, social engagement, and office management. And
1: I'm like, you go girl. I know. <laughs> she's the um, she's the brains behind all those TikToks that I see.
2: <laughs> no i'm learning okay. i was gonna let you take it if no, you had said I, yes I, I'm, learning. <laughs> I, I'm learning um so i do those stuff she deletes it and she's like girl i deleted that you did not work that right and uh, I'm like, that's okay but, but I'm like, um she is definitely learning um because she comes from the world of a soup of supervision with um in the, what did you call it? um it's, i say hotel industry but it's called what hospitality, hospitality. All right. So she was hospitality yeah, supervisor. And um, so long story short, my. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, I started in um, in in 2019, I found out that the company I was working or the nonprofit I was working for was restructuring. So um, and I had a decision, of course, to make. Was I going to start all over at my age? Not that I'm saying I'm not a spring chicken or anything like that. Yeah, I'm black just black saying, you know, at my age, either I was going to start all over uh, to prove a worth or I was going to know it and take a chance and all that stuff. I'm always telling somebody else you can do it. Go for it. Just <laughs> going to do it myself. So, um once I found out, um, I decided that uh, I had to figure out, you know, how could I make an income outside in a business or something of my own? And um, it just, you know, really said, OK, Joy, you always say were the old lady, which I don't know why I said that. But my oh, sister wow. and I said when we were old ladies, I mean, I mean, oh, cute little old lady, wrinkly ladies. Yeah. Right that we were going to have us a, a, a brick and mortar we just said a store a shop I, I learned brick and mortar since i started joy <laughs> but we said we was going to have us a store and sell us pies and you know stuff like that and then this um happened and that opportunity gave us a chance you know i took um started um stayed on with next up through june of 2019 and hit the ground running July one and launched Joy Bell's October first. And next thing I knew we
1: were on the Today Show in December. (laughs) Joy, you've given us so much to talk about. I just I need to like I need to go back and divide this into chapters in my brain to, to, to help <laughs> myself like deal with all that you've just told me. Um, I want to go back to the beginning of, of this last section where you talked about um, your mother and the, your fa- your stepfathers and, and your personal story and how you left home. And, I mean, you have uh, dealt with a lot of trauma in your life and it seems that you've come out the other side. Um, how do you do that? How, if someone's listening to this, podcast right now who is in a place where they're still trying to like deal with trauma from the past or maybe trauma from the present present how do you do that how 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 does one do that
2: I don't you know um well that is a tall question to answer um um and the best that I, I can say is one I don't think one um just being figures out a way to turn it off, that doesn't happen. So I think it's misleading uh, to, for, uh, re- for people to uh, go into figuring out their own recovery, trying to figure, having expectations of what that's supposed to look like and feel like on the other end. Um, so I, one, I purposely choose to believe that no matter what things look like no matter how they feel right that i i keep moving um and then in the end those things come back and they make sense and they work themselves out for me i did um i have had some counseling i did do counseling um but every day i have to get up and just choose to be happy, I choose to be well, I choose to flourish, I choose to shine. I mean, something as simple as, you know, we try to, we wonder why we do some of the things that we do or react the way that we react, you know, to things. And I call it, I've learned to call it residual learned, residual learned behaviors, right? Because if you raised by someone with schizophrenia, what everyone else knows the norm to be is not the norm in your house, right? It's the norm is whatever the mindset is of the person who runs the house. So for anyone out there listening, um, again, um, if you grow up, uh, whatever you grow up in your house is your norm, whether it's everyone else's norm or not. So in the fall, and as I was sharing And myself, my sister, uh, my brother, who died from uh, who passed from alcoholism last year, um, um, get depressed in the fall. You know, so we were like wondering, why am I sad? You know, in the fall, uh, or had that, or or should I say, had that feeling like something, something's wrong. So you know, like constantly waiting for the shoe to drop. um, You know, for something to happen that that wasn't happening. And, uh, that was in my imagination, (laughs) right? Because that's, that's how I grew up. And that's what, and around that time of the year, that was what was happening. So, uh, and then another example of, um, for me, of, of, uh, learned behavior, uh, unhealthy learned behavior that was affecting, uh, how I saw myself in the world, um, being quiet being unseen right um if you be weren't in the way unseen then you know there was less chance that you were going to get in trouble for something hit whatever reason right so it's like learn i had learned to be quiet unseen in the room right so and that followed me all through work and all of the, uh work meetings um you know um I remember stepping out, trying to, uh, contribute to a, a, a meeting, right? Team meeting. And so my vocabulary is in the best Kings English, right? So when I said what I said, which still was, and for those listening, just cause you don't speak the perfect English or whatever, that don't mean you're not good. That the, the idea wasn't genius. None of those things. Okay. Um, But, um, so, and they clowned me, they laughed. Oh, you mean, right. And, um, the little girl in me said, I told you be quiet. Right. Um, and in the moment of being upset in that moment, I was like, oh, okay. So, but I really, this is why I don't, you know, it's the same as mom. It it, it took me back to as if, um, um, I was getting punished by my mother for something. Right. So, And then once I realized that, I'm like, well, hold up. Hold up, George, especially after I left and started Jawbells, Bells. I'm like, how are you going to grow a business, you know, uh, when you um, uh scared to be yourself, right? You have to be yourself, right? And so now I'm like, um, I walk into a room now, I feel like, boom, George stepped <laughs> in the room, right? So that's how I feel about it now. And once I realized that there was really nothing going on just a learned reaction to being seen in the room, you know, something as simple as that. Well, i appreciate that, that you're
0: so open with what's happened in your life. I think it's very helpful for individuals who've experienced the trauma you have to let people know that they're not alone. Right. It, may, it could be different trauma, but still I think the knowledge that there are other humans that are holding such heavy weights is helpful.
2: That's right. And, and, the things that happened, happened to them or to us. It's not us, right? And I am not any of those things that have happened to me in my past. And um, I was that little girl, that defiant. I may not have said anything out of my mouth, but in my heart and in my mind, I was that defiant little girl that I know is something better for me. There has to be something better. Right. And that's been my in the back of my head ever since. So the day I ran away from out, ran away from home in the wee hours of the morning in the dark, South Dallas, which is a hood. Right. Um, What was happening in the house and what was happening outside was not acceptable. There was something better. And I was willing to take that chance. And I just think I, that's kind of how, how I moved through the day. And I, and I have an empathy for others. Um, I feel like the things that have happened to me helped me to see other people's uh, pains and things that are going on, whether it's in their smile, their eyes, their body language. Those things I pay attention to because I know they matter. And they talk to you when... Uh, nothing. When when the mouth says something totally different, and it just gives me the opportunity to be loving, to be kind, to be understanding, um, and to know that who knows what could be happening in their lives, and that I can't take how I'm treated personally. And still, despite that, hey, let me give you a hug. I hope you have, but you know, you know that kind of thing. I don't know. I, I choose joy. In all sorts of ways. You choose joy yourself
0: and joy. I love it. That's such a great thing. Yes. I, did I read somewhere? That, and I think that you have started helping some schools in Richmond, similarly to the individual that helped you.
2: Um, um, yes. Um, we uh, we get the opportunity and, and have the honor to um be able to go out and have a voice, uh, for mental health wellness. Um, I go and speak to like the kids at, uh, the the Virginia boys and girls, um, home. And, um, I go into high schools, middle schools. Um, and I speak at, at some adults, um, uh, events as well who want to, you know, talk and learn more about resiliency or tools and resources, uh, I work with B-Well uh, VA uh, to help get the word out uh, about the, all of the awesome resources here in uh, Virginia, Richmond, let alone Virginia, and how um, uh, RBHA, Richmond Behavioral Health Authority, one of those uh, organiza- organizations within the B-Well Virginia uh, resources and tools how um they have been instrumental in my son's um recovery from his break his mental break during his freshman year uh of finals at ODU and um uh RBHA slash Be Well Virginia has been instrumental um in um his you know his his recovery or or transitional um he he's house hunting right now you know he's 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 independent and he manages his own mental wellness. And I'm just excited to be able to share like that. And then we get to donate um, to Joy Bell's Charities, uh, which they're one of. And uh, next up, the nonprofit I used to work at is one of them because I believe in their mission because that what they do Gives access to the other little joy bells like me that were up in the YMCA, right? Um, um, At the school, uh, an expanded learning experience that I wish I had had back in the day, right? And um, and then, of course, uh, we donated $25,000 to um, greater, uh, YMCA of Greater Richmond, um, and, and we chose that charity uh out of joy bell's charities to be the first to get a large donation because i feel like that's where my entry point of my story begins um in an upward tra- uh, you know trajectory was with the ymca in south dallas
1: so in order to make that difference to, to give that money to those organizations you need to be selling a lot of pie Correct. A
0: lot of pie, Scott. A lot of
1: pie. <laughs> so let's talk about pie, please.
0: <laughs> um, um, so it's this pie's behind you, Scott. Have been making me so hungry. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, I'm. I gosh. Tell me how much pie you're selling and the kinds of pie you're selling and everything else. I need
2: to know all of it. Okay, so we um, launched with our um, signature um, pie, uh, Joyville Sweet Potato Pie in October. Honey, it is hot in this car. Hold on just a second.
1: Um, (laughs) Stay stay with us, Joy. Come Uh, on now. We don't need you (laughs) passing out on us.
2: Um, So uh, we launched October 1st, 2019 with Joy Bell's Sweet Potato Pies. And since then have added Joy Bell's Peach Pies. We're in 1,800 stores nationwide um, with Sam's Club and Food Lion, um, we're getting, uh, we are uh, with QVC, the shopping network, um, we uh, sell out every time we go on there. Thank you, Laura, hallelujah, thank you, thank
1: you. I have a question um, about QVC. Uh, do you personally <laughs> go on there and, and sell the pies, or is it someone else selling them for you?
2: Um, I I am a guest on the show, so I'm on the show with the host.
1: So I've heard from another friend who who does QVC marketing sometimes. It, may, it might be a home shopping network, but there's like a light that blinks. And if either the light starts blinking when you're not selling or when you are selling, and like if you're not selling, if people aren't buying, they just kick you off. Is that true? You
2: know, She's never been kicked off, Scott. But
1: she's yeah. there. She's seen other people get <laughs> kicked off, maybe. I don't know. Well,
2: even if I had seen someone kicked off, I don't even think I would want to say that. It's not nice. Um, but, um, it is a, it, the QVC family is truly, uh, a miraculous, um, brand that connects to, um, millions of home shoppers. Right. Um, so they are serious about, uh, quality and what they present to the members and it is member driven. So it's all about the members. So I will say that. And, um, if there's a blinking <laughs> light, you're right. And if there's a blinking, and there's a whole lot going on behind the scenes, right? Oh, I boy. mean, monitors and cues and all of this stuff that I'm still learning, right? So I'm just happy. Th- I'm there and happy in the moment. And then the host uh, leans over because I'm like the shortest thing compared to them. And he leans all the way over and says, hey, you're about to sell out. We're about to go. Hey, oh. And then, and so that's when I know. So, and then, um, uh, we did 1.2, we sold 1.2 million pies in 2022. And, um, we are, uh, excited to be adding our apple and our pumpkin pie this year. And, um, we are in R and D for our countrysides that, uh, we are working to bring online, um, Q four of this year. Now the countryside is collard greens, cornbread dressing, sweet potato casserole, and mashed potatoes for our home meal solutions. Um, um, in Sam's Club. So, um, and then you know any other store that we can get those into. So you can have dinner with Joe Bass, honey. Let us do the work. You can just sit down. All you got to do is add your favorite protein. <laughs> so, how many
0: people does it take? To make 1.2 million packs?
2: <laughs> well, um, we don't talk about it much. Uh, or we, most people don't ask, um, but we uh, were able to secure a national co packer um, in 20, um, 2020, the end of 2021, and came online in 2022. And um, they uh, co-pack for Dunkin' Donuts, Einstein Bagels, you know, um, those type of uh, major brands. So we are able to uh, meet the supply and demand of uh, all 1,100 um, food line stores and all 600 Sam's Clubs plus uh, QVC inventory.
1: What does co-pack for I'm not familiar with that word.
2: Um, uh, the co-packer, um, um, they produce, um, our co-packer, not all, co-packer. you can, you can get them into customized, you might have a co-packer just to pack your, put your, your product in a packaging and box it up. Um, but for us, we, um, we are indeed, which is, um, basically going through the recipe, scaling it from our 60 quart formula, uh, to, um, be able to run through industrial commercial, you know. Um, um, so they produce the product. They they pro- We source, they produce, um, then they package, and they distribute, uh, ship out to the distribution center for us. So it's awesome. We are such a unicorn in this whole process, the way God has blessed, the people he has put into place, the RVA organizations, um, the community, and, um, because really the way it has happened for us is not how it usually happens.
0: So if I rolled up to hatch right now, just me and was like, I need to take a tour Could that. Could you sign a pie for me? Would there be a pie I could buy? Um,
2: uh, you don't have to buy it first of all. No.
0: Well, A, yes, I do. But B... Could I? I could just come up in there and be like, "Hi, you're. I love you. Could you um sign my pie?"
2: Um, you could, but the average person cannot.
0: <laughs> thank you um, for that, and it really because so no, no pies are being sold out of Hatch Local. They need to go to Sam's Club or Food Lion. It's really what's the?
2: Uh, yes. So in the process during COVID, um, you know the big pivot, um is where we figured out our space within the food and beverage industry. Um, Because prior to that, we were extremely happy um, with being in all of the restaurants that we had currently gotten, because we had just gotten started. We launched right as the pandemic hit, right? So we had, you know, got, we think we were in maybe six restaurants when the the essential, non-essential hit. And all of the restaurants were shut down and we was, had just gotten into um, uh, or we're still in. Yeah, we had just gotten in good. Uh, we, well, we were in the market at 25th Street. So we were in restaurants and we had one full scale independent grocery store. And so once they were the only one left standing out of our accounts, you know, when that happened, that's when we were like, OK, then we're going to have to find. And I still didn't realize wholesale manufacturer right in my mind was oh let me find some more independent grocery stores that i can get in so that we can stay afloat um but in that process i realized hey i'm a big girl i'm a wholesale manufacturer <laughs> so what yeah. once, once i figured that out um we just you know chugged along it was it was no stopping stopping us then as far as I was concerned. I, I knew what my mission was then.
1: But in, in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty, you were literally baking the pie. Like you were baking the yes. Joy Bell pie. And so are you still baking pies today or are you more business, you know, making the big deals brand stuff like that now?
2: <laughs> I receive that, amen. Um but um um I'm mostly behind the scenes. We still do um uh, bake in the kitchen but it's more for samples going out to stores you know it's more for uh acquisitions um now uh, and then r&d like so right now we're in the kitchen a lot because we're working on the countrysides and configurations and things like that so it's it's more r&d admin and then we also I also use the space um to to shoot uh PSAs. Girl, go get you some that back February the first, you know, and <laughs> things like that. Uh uh social media content and, um yeah. So we had the Copaca pretty much does uh most of the 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 baking and distribution for us now. And again, we're only three years old. That's not supposed to be happening according to what the people tell us you know so that's why I said be just a blessed little unicorn well
0: look if you go to your website you you I mean there's a like I can't even get through all of the accolades there's just so many of them so I think I think you are supposed to be where you are because they this says that those pies are freaking amazing so I <laughs> I don't know why you're saying that you shouldn't be where you are because everybody, other, I have, I have, I cannot believe I've never had one, which probably means I'm going to show up at Hatch here soon, and you're going to be like, "Who is this?" <laughs> crazy sign <guy>? my
1: pie, <laughs> sign my pie, sign,
0: sign my pie. That's going to be me. I'm going to be like, I need some pie signings. But I think that this is awesome, and I am incredibly, incredibly, I feel incredibly fortunate that you. Um, gave us a little bit of time today because you are busy, busy lady with everything that's going on. Well,
2: thank you. I remind myself. That's what I asked for. You have to remind (laughs) myself of that sometimes.
0: Well, awesome. If we, if there, is there still a restaurant in Richmond carrying your stuff or
2: just Sam's club and food line? Just, just, Um, just just in the, in the grocery stores. And now um, we found out that in the Hampton, Virginia beach area, the, uh, there's a man who goes into uh the Sam's Clubs, buys all of the cases in bulk, and then goes and sells them to the restaurants around town. How did we <laughs> find out? Um, um we had a uh, we sold out, right? We sold out twice nationwide, right? But with this one of those sold out times, he couldn't get it anywhere. He called us and said, hey, and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. And I'll be willing to come to Richmond and pick them up. And we thought it was the funniest thing. We told him, come on. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's so, an entrepreneur. We about to have them in restaurants. Should, if anyone asks, they could actually definitely get them in there. Well, there you go, Richmond Restaurants.
0: And Hampton and Virginia Beach, if you're not buying them from this gentleman, you can <laughs> have Joy's Pies in your restaurants. While well, you're listening to Eat It, Virginia with Joy Bell, I'm Roby, and that's Scott.
1: What a fascinating story Joy has. She says it a couple of times in the the podcast that, you know, it wasn't supposed to happen this way. It's not supposed to happen this fast. And I don't understand how it happened that fast for her, really. I mean, I don't think she has a great answer for it either, but other than like divine intervention, like how do you go from starting a business one day to what seems like weeks later being sold in stores across the country?
0: See, I think while she feels like it shouldn't have happened, I feel like it sh- it happened for a reason. I think it was supposed to happen. And I, I listening to her, she keeps talking about resiliency and moving and understanding your mental capacity and working through that stuff. And I really think that she's right where she's supposed to be. And I'm going to be right there soon too, with the pie. Love It
1: (laughs) (laughs) It It's kind of funny. One of the things, I don't know if you, if, if people were listening closely to the podcast, you might've heard it when she is yelling into her microphone, like zoom freaks out and like picks her sound out. So, Couple times you'll hear no sound when you should be hearing her yelling. It was kind of funny. I was like, on my end, I was like, ah, oh, what's happening? <laughs> After all these years, Zoom's still, uh, I'm still learning new things about Zoom every day.
0: Same, 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 same.
1: Let's get to the new favorite segment of the podcast, the best bite segment. Did you have a best bite this week, Roby? I did. I Let's did hear all about it, please. This week.
0: So there is a new market on Broad Street that Europa market is on the south side they used to deliver like New York bagels and fun sliced meats and cheeses and pierogies if everybody's looking for pierogies well they have also opened like right in front of Willow Lawn and they're selling sandwiches and New York bagels at Italian Polish and Greek potato chips which if you've not had it, one of those you really should because they lack the preservatives that we put in all of our freaking food americans anyway they have bialis
1: that sounds good
0: uh, we don't get we don't have them
1: are we they don't have with, them here what are I think, they filled with
0: garlic and onion and they're amazing and light and He's so the owner's so specific about it. He's like, you need to eat these to either today or tomorrow, or put them in the freezer because otherwise they're no good for longer than that. And so he gives you a little piece of paper that says, "Here's how you freeze them. Here's how you cook them." And then he makes a suggestion, and you should take it. Toast it. Smear of chive cream cheese. Okay. Yeah. Life changing there it is that's my bite of the week
1: i love it can i tell you my bite of the week it's a birthday bite so my daughter had a great idea for my birthday which happened to fall on a sunday this year to cash in all the freebies that restaurants offer people on their birthdays how cute so she and i
0: and interesting
1: (laughs) she and i drove up and down broad street on sunday and first, we went to Starbucks where I got what okay. would have been a $7 monstrosity. It was like cookie bits and frappuccinos. Yeah. Disg- I mean, awesome. <laughs> Did I say disgusting? I meant awesome. Uh, yeah, I
0: heard disgusting. <laughs> Which awesome. I think that you probably were right the first time, but right. I'll, so I'll take it. It's I your filled birthday. my belly
1: with that. Then we drove down to Krispy Kreme where they offer you a dozen <laughs> donuts for free. One on your dozen? One That's
0: dozen. Right.
1: That's right. So I got a box of donuts. Then we went to Panera, where they offer you a free pastry on your birthday. And we got cinnamon roll. Then we crossed the street over by Willow Lawn. I wish I had known about your uh, Europa Bakery, because I would have gone there instead of all of these places. But I needed to cut the sweetness a little bit. So we got some chips and queso for free from Chipotle. Continued, (laughs) in your face right now, continued down Broad Street, went to the Crumble Cookie And unfortunately they were closed. Well, maybe it's fortunate. Um, I was about to have a diabetic (laughs) uh, coma (laughs) at this point.
0: How'd you sleep? Did
1: you sleep This is in the middle of the afternoon? Then we went to Shropon mall, (laughs) went to Pump mall to the, uh, Auntie Anne's pretzel and got pretzel and uh, a dipping sauce. And I think I was just about ready to die at that point. It was fun though. It was, it was a unique birthday experience. I got to spend it with my daughter. That was the best part, obviously
0: obviously so Uh, i'm just curious which one was your best bite.
1: (laughs) (laughs) if i had to choose you know at that point i think that the chips and queso probably was because i had so much sweets at that point uh so i needed that chips and queso to get me through over the hump a little bit some new restaurant openings and we're going to talk about more sweets ice cream ice cream ice cream ice cream tell me about tell me about jenny's i saw you posting something on your instagram
0: Oh, could I be more excited, Scott? I just don't think I could. So I love, I, so I literally, I was in Chicago this past weekend for CiderCon, which Virginia really represented themselves in Chicago, Illinois, during the whole American Cider Association National Cider Conference that happens once a year. And while I was in Chicago in negative two degree weather, I actually went to the Jenny's Unbeknownst to me that they had sent ice cream, Ryan ate it all, so that's cool. I mean, so, so, really, I'm glad that I went in Chicago. It is incredible how good this ice cream is.
1: What was your and favorite you need, flavor?
0: So, I really like the salted caramel mm-hmm. a lot. I also enjoy, they have, like, a different type of vanilla. So, I'm, like, kind of an ice cream purist. Like, everybody loves Likes like tons of stuff in their ice cream. I've never been that cold stone creamery person. I just want a nice scoop of something with really great ingredients, and this is exactly what it is. It's on the corner. It's right next to Torchies, so that's like super date night. You hit the taco place, grab a. Um, you don't really need that much. It's very very rich. Okay. Everybody, I've been wa- I've been listening to people talk about the price of the ice cream, and I understand that it is on the pricier side, but you don't need. The Starbucks size Venti? Yes, no. no. You could do one like their small scoop is
1: two. What's scoops. what's the price, do you know?
0: Uh I don't, but okay. I think my sister and I in Chicago, she was with me. I think that I got two small both of us got two scoops, two different flavors. I think it cost us eleven dollars.
1: You mentioned this was in next to the torchies in Carrytown, not the one in the West End.
0: What the Jenny's? No, the yeah. one in Carrytown.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Next to the torchies in Carrytown. Cool. That's very cool. Let's talk. Let's talk about some more ice cream, if you don't mind. Oh, let's talk about Susie Snow. Your
0: your favorite ice cream, actually. Rubia. She's moving.
1: I met a girl named Rubia. <laughs>
0: Rubia is moving the Susie Snow into. So, everybody keeps saying Carrytown Cupcake, but that is not it. She's moving into the Tipsy cups at Cupcake spot. Carrytown Cupcake sits next to the Jasper. Tipsy Cupcake does not sit next to the Jasper. Um, so, she's moving into Carrytown, and I, I'm thrilled. I'm, I think it's just a great move. Um, good, good stuff. And I like, I don't know about you, it's been a while since I've had shaved ice.
1: I had not tried the Susie Snow brand yet. I was in New Orleans she's get last year. At you. Well, I'll come. Obviously, I'll be there. <laughs> I'm going to be there for you, Rabia. I haven't come yet. Hasn't happened yet. She's,
0: I'm telling you, she's going to. Uh, as soon as she hears this, she's going to reach out to you and say, "I don't understand why you haven't been to see me."
1: She was on Boulevard, right near where Kitchen Sixty Four was.
0: I think she was like right next to Kitchen Sixty Four in that old Sweet Ninety Five,
1: which is now Kitchen Sixty Four is now a new breakfast spot. Brick House Diner. Brick House Diner. There you go. Have you been to any of those places before?
0: No, but I hear they have drinks, so probably you'll see me soon. This episode of Eat It Virginia.
1: Eat It Virginia? <laughs> really? This episode of Eat It Virginia. <laughs> no! Oh, God, no.